Hello, ladies and gents. You are with Adrianosaurus. And, well, here we are. We're on a Friday night. Now, we've got Rep Brown this week. We've got State of Origin coming up on Sunday. You don't normally get a podcast from me on a Friday, but here's something that I actually pre-recorded that I was going to release on Sunday. So, you know, on Sunday I wanted to sort of sit down and just crack a couple of cold ones and enjoy the Origin experience in the day. So I pre-recorded my podcast because obviously there's no games to go over or anything. So I've got a bit of a Adrianosaurus special that I pre-recorded. And um, I mean, I, you know, we're all starving for a little bit of content this week. And, and I thought maybe, you know, I'll release it here and a couple of days early. And, you know, for your viewing and listening pleasure, hopefully, if you enjoy it. So here we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the NRL Supercoach Mid-Year Awards. I'm your host, Adrianosaurus. Haha, <laughs> yeah, well, you obviously get the picture. I'm doing a mid-year review of Supercoach uh, players. I'm going to cover all the positions and look, I'm not actually doing necessarily the highest scorer in each position or the highest average or... Um, you know, it's going to be, um, just players who I think have been stars for the year and they could have been, they could have started as a bottom price cheapie and then they've made 500k and that's the reason why they are a star to me. And there could be people in the letdowns who might be averaging like 70, but there are a reason why I've got them in the letdowns. I'll go over the reasons why somebody is a star to me, or if somebody's a letdown, we'll go through all the positions and, you know, hopefully it's a little bit of interesting (laughs) chat and a bit of fun. And, you know, obviously if you've got missing people on the stars list, maybe you might want them in your team and uh, people who are in the letdowns, you know, maybe you want to boot them out of your team. So we'll go through the list um, and we'll see what you think of it. Leave leave a comment, drop a drop an insult and a sledge if you don't like what I've, I've picked in there. If it's one of your, you know, fave players or, or if it's someone you disagree on and, um, you know, enjoy the show and, and we'll go and we'll start obviously as we see it on the screen uh, on our phones and, and devices, we'll We'll start at hooker. All right, so in hooker, I'm probably starting off with a bit of a, well, maybe it's not controversial, but it's not your typical named person who I think is the star of hooker position uh, where we stand right now uh, in this round. Um, who, who, who is my star? It is one Brandon Smith, the cheese. The cheese is a star. He's an absolute dead set star. When we talk about averages for hookers, he is actually sitting there behind Harry Grant. He is also sitting behind Reed Marnie, um, but only by you know a point here uh, in in behind them. Um, the reason why I've got uh, the cheese in there is because of his momentum in the year and how it's increased. Harry Grant uh, loses out for me because he's only played seven games this year. Um, which is less than star numbers for me. And Reed Marnie, he, he's gone off a bit of a cliff as far as scoring and, and is, you know, he's he's played enough games to qualify. But to me, the cheese is is the top of the pops. He's the star of the year. Let's talk some of the some of the reasons why the cheese is the star for me. He's 
as we said, ranked third in average overall for hookers. The things I like about the Chiefs is he's a dual player, so you you might have him up there now in your hooker position, or you might you know you might be looking at making moves and putting him up into your hooker position. But that duality is is fantastic. The Chiefs has two uh, scores in the hundreds this year. He's got nine of his fourteen games a sixty-plus point games, and I'm going to go through some stats from round 8, 9, 10. Well, he wasn't in 10, sorry. He, that was a buy. But 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 for the cheese. Scores in round 8 is 64 at a point per minute of 1.4. In round 9, he got a 63 at a 1.1. In round 11, he got 106 at 1.8. In round 12, he got 110 at 2.1. Monster. In round 13, he got 74 at 1.1. In 14, he got an 80 at 1.1. And in 15, he got a 79 at, at a 2.3. Barely, he went off before half time. The Cheese has absolutely dominated every opportunity he's been given this year. His recent run of seven games, a low score of 63, is just dynamic. And he's far outperforming any other player in the hooker position uh, over that time. Um, my honorable mentions are obviously going to be to Grant. He's got a 71.6 average. Now, the Cheese has a 68.9. But he's only played seven games. And... Um, there's just no knowing exactly, uh, I mean, when I think about a star too, you know, he's, Brandon's played, you know, near all of the games, whereas Harry might've mucked a few teams up. And I know a personal friend of mine in, uh, Kando brought in, uh, Harry Grant. I think he's only been able to play him in one game since. So I'm going to give the honorable mention to Harry Grant, but the winner and the star for me is the cheese. Um, the, the person who gets the award as the letdown in the hooker position for me this year is going to be Appy Coruscant. He's got an average of 48.4 for the year, and he's sitting 18th on averages uh, amongst the hookers this year. Here's the reasons why he's a letdown for me, Appy Coruscant. Uh, he's only played eight games this year. Um, we all know that Harry's uh, that uh, Appy's a bit injury prone, but only two of his eight games are above 60 points. Uh, his point per minute is a point nine, and he's got one twenty. He's got one, a uh, two of the in, in the thirties. He's got two in the forties, um, which those are not. I mean, I think people sort of had higher aspirations when they were looking at bringing Appy into their team this year in that red hot Panthers team, um, and and he's bung out some really low scores in there and um, forty eight point four, sitting eighteenth for hookers. I mean, you probably would have thought that Appy would be maybe even top five, maybe top seven hookers in the year. So he's really underperformed for me. Um, the dishonorable mention as well to go along with uh, uh, good old Appy is going to be Cook for me. Um, Cook, you know, he was the top of the pops and I'm only sort of looking at it from a fall from grace point of view. Cook's got an average of 60.5. He's seventh in the hooker rankings on average for the year. Um, and for me... Um, Cook this year has just underperformed. It's a fall from grace from being... When you were head and shoulders the best scoring hooker in the game and you've gone down in a year to seventh, then, you know, there's players like Braley and, and uh, Hunt even is averaging more in hooker than, um, you know, than, than Cook. So he gets a dishonorable mention for me. All right, into the front row. And, you know, there is one bloke which is almost... He gets almost MVP of the year. Because he is an absolute star, and you all know who I'm talking about. 
Isaiah Papali'i, IPAP. He is the star for me in the front row position. Um, obviously, we know that he's dual, but in the front row position, he is averaging 83.1. Now, that is the first and top spot for uh, front rowers in the game, and he's 16 points better than the next best option uh, in the front row. So 16 points a game, he'll score you more than the next best. Um the duality of him is outstanding, as it is with players like Luke Thompson and TPJ. Um, but he's got Jewel, and he's missed zero games this year. He's a, he's a weapon, leading the comp by 16 points, and he's played every single game. He's a star. Um, he started at a price of 408k. So you were able to get him at value. Um, and I don't think there would have been any reason why you would have ever sold him. If you got him at 408, he's not done anything um, to ever make you want to sell him. And he's the premier front rower in the game um, this year by a long stretch. Um, here's some of the stats on IPAP. He's got three scores in the hundreds. In the front row, three 100s. He's got three 90s. So to go with his three hundreds, three nineties, 90s and three eighties, That's unbelievable. He's got a lower 48 points. You know, um, we're, we're celebrating, you know, some scores in our front row of 48 going, oh, yeah, I'll take a 48. That's his lowest score of the year, and he's bunging at 380s, 390s, 3100s. He is an absolute star, and he gets the award. Uh, honorable mentions I'm going to put in there for TPJ. We do know he's suspended for three um, games, but look, in a shithouse team, an average of 67.3 from TPJ, he, I don't even feel like he's had his best year ever. And I mean, he's, you know, average-wise, he's next on the list in, in the front row. Um, a, a guy who's really impressed me also this year with an honorable mention is Luke Thompson. He is consistency personified. An average of 66 points in the front row. Um, he's really, you know, we do say that, that, that saying meat and potatoes, but the guy doesn't his floor and ceiling are so close together and they're all sort of hovering within 10 points of that 66 um a great year he's had i think in that bulldogs team and you know you can't undersell um what tpj and luke thompson have done in shithouse teams when ipap totally unexpectedly but in a good team um the letdown for the front row this year um it's got to go to Payne has for me with 61.5 average he sits 10th on the list in averages for front row. Now, everyone, you know, going into this year, there was talk of who's your first pick and Haas was it. You know, he was he was definitely spoken about as a, as a start the year person. Um, look, he's played 11 games, so he's missed some games. His top scores for the year, he's got an 82, he's got a 78, and he's got a 70. Um, th that's... You know, those are scores that you'd like from Haas every week, but he's only got those as his top three. Um, and he's got eight scores. Uh, all, all other eight scores are below 70. Um, his point per minute is below one point uh, per minute five times in the season. Um, and he's gone from 668, which is the premier front row price, um, because of his wow of a year last year, and he's gone down to 470k. Can you believe that Hass is at 4, 470k? So, look, um, I haven't got any dishonorable mentions in the front row because to me, IPAP's exceeded expectations, as has Thompson and, and TPJ. That's why they're the stars. And I think for me, in the front row, you can get a, an average of 60 points 
um, you know, from 20 of the front rowers. And, you know, you paid premium dollar if you did at the start for Haas. Would I get Haas in the run going home for 60s? I mean, he's only got three scores in there that you'd be like, well, you know, and, and, and excited for. But 10th um, on the front row list, he gets my letdown of the year. Um, moving on. We're going to go to the second row forwards. Um, second row forward, you know, I know it's top of the pops, but the figures that we are going to see about David Fafita cannot be ignored. David Fafita is the star in the front row. There's no question about it. He's got an average of 93.2. Now, we marvel at IPAP with his 83.1 and all these enormous scores. David has got a, an average of 93.2. He's head and shoulders in first place for the second row forward on average. And he is 10 points better than, than IPAP. He's 17 points better, better than Tohu, who's the next on the list. Fafita's gone 100 plus on four occasions this year, which is outstanding. He's got a low of 47, and that was a post-origin game. And every other score that David Fafita has, has made this year has been above 60 points. Now, in the past, you always talk about David Fafita and would have said, yeah, I mean, he's he can bung out 100, and, and we've seen those this year, but he can get those 30s too. He's got a low of 47, which was a post-origin game. He played limited minutes, and otherwise, every single score he's got is above 60. It's an amazing year. Um, you know, the Titans move has worked out for him, um, and... Statistically, when it comes to super coach, he's an absolute must-have. You got someone in in the second row that can average nineties, um, and their lowest score of the year forty-seven. You've got you've got to get him in in your team. Um, I'm going to put the honourable mentions in there for the ever consistent and wonderful, wonderful player in Tohu Harris with his average of seventy-seven. He's uber consistent, um, and to me, he has had an outstanding year in the second row and he's probably jumped above I mean Tohu's always in discussions for um best top five you know second row forwards every year but he gets sort of you know overlooked for players in the past that like Yamatos and and Crichtons and you know Lolos and stuff and he's had a great year 77 um and Angus obviously he's sort of cemented his spot there as one of the leaders in that pack um angus can put on a big score he's very consistent he's had an average of the year for 76.3 um now that's nearing on 20 points average in the year less than david Fafita. but mate if you can get 76.3 in your second row or 77 that you get from tohu your second row forward is in good shape so <clears throat> there's my stars second row forward i think this year is it's been kind of a year where the front row, apart from IPAP, you know, it's been a bit of a wasteland. Um, in second row forward as well, the ceiling, we probably, you know, I, I've found myself not even reserving second row forwards a lot. I'm just, because of the enormous scores that the backs can get with multiple tries and just with the newer speed of the game, I'm reserving, you know, outside backs. So, you know, a solid three and four this year, you know, if you had I... Uh, then you know David Fafita, Tohu, Angus, and whatever, you're in superb shape. Um, my letdowns in the second row forward, I'm giving it an absolute tie. I've got my reasons for these two people being in the letdowns of the year. 
Um, and it's hard to go past Lolo. Uh, Big Tom Lolo has been the top of the pops as far as second row forward, and he's been in the top two, three every single year for such a long time. And um, he's had a rough old year, Lolo. He's had a couple of broken hands. He's had a new coach in there. Uh, and look, you know, they're going pretty well, um, the Cowboys, but you know, when we break down some of Lolo's figures for the year, um, we'll see why he is in the disappointments of the year. Uh, an average of 52.4 for da- uh, for for Lolo this year in, in Supercoach, and that's 44th, 44th on the averages for the second row forward for the year. Now... That's unheard of. It just shocks me writing these things down about about Lolo. He's played seven games this year, so he's he's obviously had some injuries, um, which is a, is a bit of a letdown. He's had a top score of one hundred and one, which was a very good score. Um, but Dave, uh, but uh, Lolo's got two in the fifties, two in the forties, two in the thirties, and he has regressed when it comes to price. He started at six forty one, enormous premium top dollar price. And he's gone down to 475. So the reading is very similar for Lolo as it is for Haas this year. Um, and he's tied with one uh, Ryan Madison for me. Now, I've got Maddo in my team. And I think something we probably thought wasn't going to happen for us this year with Maddo, we probably thought Maddo would be top two or three in the second row forward. But we didn't sort of envision that he would um, get a reduction in minutes. Now, Maddo's average for the year is 60 points in second row. He is sitting 17th on the list of averages for second row forwards. Now, to me, Maddo was a top five, top five, you know, but 17th is is a massive drop. He's played 10 games this year, so he's not been without his injury troubles. He's got one score in the 90s. He's got one score in the 80s. One score in the seventies. He's got two thirties and two forties in uh, in his um, in his scores this year. And he's people that are above Maddo for averages in the year who have played more games. The people like Luciano and and David Peach uh, and um, and the Peach. So I mean, I think that that's got to be you. You got to put a line through Maddo as it being a good year. Um, and Maddo was always a top three. You could put him in your starting lineup and your top three second row forward. And now you're hard pressed even getting a reserve on him. So Lolo and Maddo, two names you'd never think you'd put in a letdown year. But compared to where they, when you when you when you're up high, when you're up so high, you got a long distance to fall. And they've fallen for me this year and are the disappointments uh, for sure in the second row forward. Okay, we're going to take a break now from the awards show, and I'm going to tell you a little story about Ado, just so you can get to know a little bit more about me. And I want to tell you a story. Um, it's along the cleanliness lines again, because some of the most traumatic things in my life, being a bit of a clean freak and an obsessive compulsive, um, are grotty, horrible things. And this is one story that. Um, Wow, it it's 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 it, it affected me physically and mentally very deeply. It's a very short and sweet one, but anyway, my girlfriend is pretty tidy for the most part, but she's a bit of a grub at times. You know, like sometimes I find a used tissue in our fridge, something gross like that, and it just uh, it drives me absolutely nuts. And she, 
you know, if anything looks like it's a pile of rubbish on a bench, she'll just, oh, okay, even if it's not rubbish, it could be stuff, like actual things, she'll just start creating a rubbish pile there, even though there's a fucking bin there, but anyway, one day, I am, I I wash the dishes, I wash the dishes before I eat every night, you know, I clean the kitchen before I even sit down to eat, that's how much I keep my kitchen clean, but one day, I went into the kitchen, and I looked up on the windowsill, and there was like a soup bowl, a bowl, up on the windowsill of of the kitchen, and I was like, oh, what, what, maybe I, when I was washing the dishes last, I, I don't know, I must have missed it or something, uh, I got no bloody idea, anyway, so I kind of like reached up onto the windowsill into the, I put my hand into the bowl to pick it up, I didn't grab it, you know, obviously it's a bowl, I didn't one hand grab it, I, I just reached over and sort of over the lip of it and, and into the bowl to, to pull it down to wash it, and oh, Oh my god. That bowl was like half full of maggots. Maggots! A half full soup bowl of maggots. And I like start dry reaching, but then I look at my hand and I've got like maybe a hundred maggots all over my hand. And I fainted. I just, boom! Ado's down. I've fainted, covered in maggots. And but as I did it, I, you know how like some people when they faint, they're just like, oh, like I made, obviously I'd made a noise and the girlfriend came running in, but on my way down in fainting, I've collected the bench, haven't I? And I got myself a big fucking chip tooth, didn't I? My front, I got two big buck teeth, one of them completely halved and I've fainted and knocked myself out in the fall out of terror at looking at my own hand with uh, maggots on it. Um, the bowl, you can guess who put that bowl there. It was Kimmy. She had left food in an office or whatever. It was a bowl of something. And instead of washing it or rinsing it or filling it with water or putting it in a place that was obvious, it had been sitting up on that bench for a few days. And that's how that issue was created. Or I don't know how long the bowl was up there, but it was half full of maggots. I fainted. I chipped a tooth. And, you know, a good couple of thousand at the dentist getting a veneer to fix my tooth. Uh, and something that I can just, if I close my eyes, I can always picture, I can always picture my hand anytime I want to. Thanks a lot, Kimmy, you grub. <laughs> I mean, woo! It was, it was, oh, the Ada doesn't like gross stuff. Anyway, back to the awards. Halfback. There is one standout halfback this year, and to try to be, get, get tricky and put somebody else on the list, uh, would just be a crime. The star of the year is one Nathan Cleary. The chin. Um, he sits at the absolute top of the averages with a, get this average, 114.7 average for the year. In half-pack position. All the averages that we've gone over so far don't compare. Cleary is 40 points better than the next best halfback. 40 points better. He's a star, an absolute star. What do I like about Cleary? He's got seven games this year, 100 plus. Seven of his games have been 100 plus, And one of those seven 100 plus games was a 190 and another one was a 200. He is an absolute phenom of super coach. Um, he's the first million dollar player. What more do you need to say about Nathan Cleary? Um, he's a standalone uh, captaincy option every week if, if you wanted to go that avenue. I know 
we get down to the fullbacks and some star numbers down there um, who can be great you know, captains as well. But if you've got someone who's averaging 114, who can go as big as 190 and 200, um, he's a captain option every week. And he's a standout um, star of, of this year's comp in the halfback position, which has actually been a bit of a tight, uh, well, tight and hard spot this year to, to put players in. Um, my honorable mentions... Um, this year uh, 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 to Jerome Hughes. He sits second on the averages, 74.9, which is a bloody good average in, in the halfback position. Um, he's actually sitting in seventh overall. And that's how good Hughes is, is going. It just means the clear is friggin' amazing. And he's got four scores, 100 plus. Hughes is a weapon. Um, it's the premier half combination you could go with in the halfback position. Um, and Hughes... You could get him cheaper in the year as well, and he went on that enormous run, and Melbourne looked like they're going to go all the way to the GF. Um, Hughes is an absolute star. Um, my letdowns this year in the halfback position, I sort of had to reach a little bit for letdowns, I guess, in the halfback position because, you know, I, I didn't really expect... Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't think... The, the, the people that I've got in there are not doing shit, shit house, but anyway... The award goes to Mitchell Moses for me, and I'll tell you why. Now, Mitchell's got a, an average of 60.5. So, you know, Jerome is a star at 74.9. Jerome, you know, everyone didn't expect that from Jerome. And and Moses, in a team that's sitting right up near the top of the ladder, his average is sitting 10th of halfbacks. 10th for halfbacks this year, which I think is unders for him. I think he's underperformed. Um, now, Moses uh, is also propped up with his average of 60.5 by two scores in, uh, of 100 plus, And he's got a score of 80 plus. He's got six scores that are below 50 this year. And that's why he finds his way into my letdowns this year. He's propped up by a couple of good scores, but six scores out of the game so far below 50 um, is is a real letdown for a team that is sitting up to the top of the ladder. And he's actually even been without his uh, 5'8 partner there in Dylan Brown. So um, really surprising that there's people ahead of him in average like Burton and Albert Kelly and, you know, Hunt, Nick Arima, these people that, you know, you wouldn't expect to be above him uh, for average, but you would have been way better off going with Nick Arima this year. Um, another dishonorable mention, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing SJ in there with an average of 53.8. Um now, I've got I brought SJ into my team to run home with him, and he's now seems to be on the improve. But compared to where SJ has been, like a seventy sort of averaging uh, half, um, it's a big drop down to fifty three point eight. We know that his body hasn't been what it used to be. Um, now he's only played six games this year, but he has got multiple twenties in there, um, which gets a dishonorable mention for me. Albeit he is in my team, and I am running home with him because you know they've got a good run, the um, Sharks, and I think he is on an upward trajectory. I expect at the end of the year, while he's been a letdown so far, I think he'll his average will bump up as the year goes on. Um, in the five eight position, the star of the year for me is Cody Walker. I've had Cody since day one, and I've criticized him a bit on my podcast, I'll be honest. That's because, you know, I just was always thinking of Cody, the record breaker, you know, the 150, 200 type scorer. But we'll go through some of the numbers of why Cody Walker's the star in 5'8". 
His average is number one. He's the number one player in his position. Um, Cody has one single 100 score this year. He's got 190 and four in the 80 plus. Uh, excluding his, his game of 16 when he got shunted around and was playing fullback, and that did affect his scores a bit. It was a Melbourne game. His next lowest score this year, 52. So you strike that 16, he's got a low score of 52, um, and he's got a bunch of scores, 80+. plus. Now, he's uber consistent, um, which is not something you would have always said about um, Cody Walker, but this year... He has been outstanding, really, in the in the uh, in the six, um, in a team that's got a lot of attacking weapons, um, and he's been the consistency has been amazing. Um, my honourable mentions this year are players that um, you know. There's some big surprising names in there, and I had to put a few of them in there. Uh, Cody Nikarima, he is dual. He's average for the year is 69.1, which is a really good average, you know, I think. And it's 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 well up for, for Cody. Um, he's got three tons in there as well. So Cody will go big for you at times. Um, he gets an honorable mention for me. Adam Dewey, um, he's got an average of 68.8. Um, now, we gotta get we got to get some perspective on Dewey here. Dewey had an average in round 10, so five rounds ago, of 79.1 now that is even better than cody walker by eight points so he really has been the standout five eight of the year (laughs) and so he gets an honorable mention the reason why his score and average has gone down 68.8 is because he moved to center and you know it's affected him as a five eighth when we're talking about scores and 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 stars and and um you know it's it's an unfortunate thing if you brought um, Dewey into your team and, and you've been getting what he's uh, scores. You I mean, you get lucky sometimes because he, he is a try scorer, but the average has taken a hit by over 10 points since he's gone into center wing. Uh, and I've got um, Burton in there as well because Burton's got an average of 68.1. He's played the majority of his games in center and he's got three tons himself, which is a, a bloody ripper of a year and you can't it can't be denied. So... 5-8, I think, you know, we probably thought it was a harder position um, than a lot of other positions, probably when the year started. But, I mean, you got halfback where it's clear with his 100, and you got Hughes, and then it goes down a, a great deal from there. But to have so many 70s and, and close right on 70s in the 5-8 position, I think, has given people some real options. It's been a point of difference for people in the in the 5-8 position where we're similar in a lot of other ways. My letdown of the year in 5'8 position is Jerome Luai. Now, a lot of people think that Luai is a gun, and I think that Luai is potentially a gun, and I think that Luai has been a gun at different parts in the year, but we'll go through the reason why Luai is my letdown in the 5'8 position this year. When it comes to averages for 5'8, Luai is in ninth position. Now, I thought it was a top five year for for Luai, uh, in the 5'8 position, especially in that runaway, amazing Penrith team. At round nine this year, Jerome Luai had an average of 78.9. Now that's right up there with Dewey, and that's right up there with Jerome Hughes. That's round nine. So the start of the year, he would have been on, in the in the position for the star of the year. But what we've had since, uh, since round nine is a drop down to an average of 64.2. Now, you know, in the you know, Moses is averaging sixty point five, and I've got him in a letdown. But I just think you know, the the ability to score low 
and the people that are above him means he's been a letdown this year in an awesome team. And to me, Luai, he basically has gone off a cliff and he's 14 points uh, lower than where he was at round nine. We've got scores since then of 23, 41, 21, 40. Uh, he's gone off a cliff and he's lost $152,000. He sucked right... That 23 hit right as people brought him in. And... It really stung people this year. And, um, you know, I mean, if you've got Luai, you might want to hold him for the rest of the year. But just to look at the numbers and how much he's dropped down, you know, it's even more stark than Dewey's drop when he went from 5'8 to center wing. you got Luai Sutton. Who knows what it is, you know, but he was a star. 79 average, basically, for the first nine rounds. And then it's, it's I think it's just been all the Cleary show. So he suffered as a result of that. And I don't, the people who have brought him in, in the last four or five weeks, all you've got is stung, completely stung. So he's the disappointment for me. Average of 64.2 overall for the year isn't too bad at all. But that average is coming down at a rate of knots. Um, the honourable mentions to me, I, I mean, I, I've just picked someone in there, which was was uh, Lamb from the Roosters. I think people had high expectations of him because he's dual 5'8 hooker, and people sort of thought maybe Watson-Lamb, um, you know, combo type thing. Uh, he's got s- some scores in the 20s and the teens. He's got some teens scores in there as well. He's, he's you know, that average of 40 you know, in the 5-8 position is a real letdown. I think some people thought he might have been a pod or an option for you this year. Um, yeah, all right. Now on to center wing. Center wing is always a fun um, position uh, every year. And I've got a three-way tie. <laughs> I've got a three-way tie. I'm going to tell you why I've got a three-way tie because all for their own reasons, I think they're in top, you know, they're, I can't, can't split them. The three players, you might be able to guess who they might be, but I'm going to say uh, Hines, To'o, and Garrick in the center wing position are the stars of the year. Hines has got an average of 83.1. He started at 360k. He's now at 824k. He's made $450,000. He can go huge. He's got three huge hundreds in there, two 90s and two 80s. The scoring has been phenomenal. And those are the things that dreams are made of. Uh, someone who comes in cheap, averages 83 in the center wing, and you can sell him high, you know, when we know his position's going to go back to the bench. But he's been an absolute star. He's the kind of super coach dream that you can bring someone in at that price. They can score that much can and, and score that consistently. Um, and another player who is absolutely do, does that is Brian To'o. His average is 77.9, so he's a five-point uh, shy of, of Heinz. His average after his first game was 84, but his year average is 77.9. So he had a great game to start the year at 84, and his average has never dropped anything below 77.9. He's just absolutely consistent he's been rewarded with an origin spot you never fear playing him in your team ever he he, the level of consistency he doesn't have a bad score in him he has a low of 55 that's brian toto's lowest uh score he's got 400s in the year um an absolute star what a star toto um heinz stars the other one that i've got in there is garrick 
Garrick is the uh, he's got an average of seventy nine point two. Um, Garrick has made five scores uh, in the hundreds this year. Five hundreds. I brought him in last week. Kando and I talked about him when I was doing a drill down of his numbers. Five tons in the center wing. I mean, it's just going to hit you at the right time. We're talking about the same sort of numbers that you had uh, for Hines. He started at 363K. Some people brought him in at that that price. It's an amazing thing. You get an 80 average in the center wing for someone you bought at three. It's a midi. You bought you bought a mid-ranger who's now worth 728000 Amazing. Um, and we all know why Garrick is having such a ripper of a year. And that is going to be somebody who I give an honorable mention to in the center wing. Tommy Turbo. <laughs> Tommy Turbo can have an honorable mention, even though he doesn't even play center wing and he's not eligible in center wing. You get an honorable, um, you get an honorable mention, Tommy, because you are a big part of why Garrick has an average of 79.2 and you are absolutely a huge reason why he's got five tons this year. And then we can even throw into there Saab, who was like the worst cheapie you could ever think of was probably him between him and Simonson. But, uh, you even, Turbo even made Saab a star. So, honorable mention to Turbo. And actually, I've also put in an honorable uh, mention to Val, who's a, who's a um, fullback that you pick in your center wing. He's kicking goals. He's averaging 70.3 for the year. Average above 70 is amazing. His price was pretty good at the start of the year. He, you know, you could choose Val instead of, you know, these other you know other players in the mid-prices. And, and um, he's finishing the year really strong. Um, I think, you know... I think he's a star. I think he's averaging 70 in the center. You know, that dual, you know, eligibility has made him a star. Um, the letdowns in the center wing are some names that might have let a lot of us down. We've got Nofaluma is a letdown for me in the center wing. His average is 56.5, which is not terrible, but Nofo was the man. He was the top, he was the top of the of of super coach in the center wing. He was a weapon of old. He was a premium weapon of of yesteryear, and he's having a, a friggin' shit year. Um, he sits twenty sixth on the list of averages in the center wing. Nofo Luma sits twenty sixth. I was talking to somebody who was like, "I want to bring in Nofo for the run home." I'm like, "Mate." People started the year and they had a reason to start the year with Nofo. And then all they ever did was try to get him out of their team. Um, I can't believe you'd be bringing him in. Just because the price is right. Some of Nofo's um, figures are he's got he's got a ton this year. He's got an 80 and he's got two 70s. But Nofaluma has got two scores in the 20s, two scores in the 30s, two scores in the 40s. And, you know, when I owned him, um, oh, I, I was getting those 20s and 30s. And he's... It's unbelievable that you would get two forties, two thirties, two twenties out of Nofaluma in the years past. It's been a total letdown. He started at six hundred and seventy k. Like that's the highest price of of any center wing uh, to start the year, and he's gone down to four hundred and six k. Other letdowns in there, Staines. I know it was a super popular buy at the start of the year. He didn't cost you a lot of money, but he was one of those ones that you just you found it hard to let him go because you're always waiting for something from him. He's got an average for the year of 43.2. And here's why he's a letdown. Because he has five scores in the teens. Five scores in the teens this year. And three scores in the 20s. Eight of his scores, 20 and below. You know, so that's just fucking terrible. He's been a total letdown. And then like, you know, wow. 
And actually, I'll put another name in there in um, Zach Lomax. 49.1 average. And he's got a best score of 49. Now, look, he's had an injury-plagued year. Um, but he's, he's played enough games, and we haven't seen, you know, the... He was right. He was a he was a surprise packet last year. Who everyone's like, wow, Zach Lomas is a bloody weapon. But those aren't weapon numbers in at forty nine, um, and he's way down on the list in center wing uh, for average. So he is a letdown for the for me in in this year. We'll, we'll see if he improves with with more games. But uh, off to fullback, uh, fullback, the star of the year for me is Tommy Turbo. Um, Tommy Turbo. As an average this year of 127.4. And that is the highest average for the fullbacks uh, this year. He's 26 points clear in average to Paps. So Turbo is having an absolute fucking wow of a year. He, six of his eight, he has played eight games. He's played eight games. Which is not... It's half the games, basically. And we know that he's always a worry every time he he runs on the field that he's going to do an injury. But here it is. Six of his eight games, 100 plus. <laughs> six of his games... Six of his eight games, 100 plus. That is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Um, and in those uh, six of eight, uh, 100 plus, he's, got a, he, he's not gone low 100s. He's got a 159, a 191, and a 208 in those amazing scores tommy turbo you're a star you're gonna star in origin on sunday and um mate what a star honorable mentions it cannot be ignored that paps is is a dead set star 101.3 so he's averaging over 100 paps he was doing it before turbo came on you know and returned from injury this year uh paps has got three out of his six uh as uh hundreds um, which is great. Paps has been a bit injury worried as well, but if you want to finish the year strong, you've got two fullbacks in there averaging over 100. Amazing. Um, and I'm giving an honorable mention actually to Gutho, um, who has an average of 85.3. Now that's 20 points or 15 points short of Pap, but he's been a great little, um, you know, a great little buy for me. Um, he's got 400s this year, Gutho, which is unlike... Gutho, he's always had the potential to, to, to be a premium fullback. But what has helped Gutho this year is, is his lack of low scores. Um, he's been amazing. He gets an honorable mention. 85.3 is a great average in a fullback. And, you know, the team is flying high and so is so is Gutho. Amazing year. Star. In the fullback, there's some letdowns. Um, it was hard to find sort of huge letdowns. And there's somebody probably very controversial that I've put in... Uh, in the letdowns, I'm putting a person in the letdowns that has an average of 80 in the 80s, but you'll hear why. Um, the biggest, the, the winner of the letdown award for me is AJ Brimson. Um, there was talk at the start of this year that you could pick AJ Brimson, you know, you could go the opposite of the popular ones and get yourself someone at a cut, you know, a cheaper price who will average the same. Um, and Brimson's got an average of 57.3, he's 21st out of averages in the fullback position now i thought he would be maybe top eight or, or yeah probably top seven or eight um fullbacks scorers average wise for the year uh and to bung out an average of 57.3 imagine if you i mean you get a better average in the fullback you know from in the fullback position from heaps and heaps of players i couldn't even go through the list of them so um 
He's played 12 games too, so it's not like he's got a short sample size. He's played 12. His average is 57.3. He's 21st on the list of averages for fullback. In his scores, he's got some real bad ones. He's got an 8. He's got an 18. He's got two 18s. Um, he can go in the fullback position to go two 18s and an 8. is just That's how you get yourself on the letdowns list. Um, now, I've put Teddy in there. Now... There's a lot of people that are going to have Teddy in their team, and they're thinking maybe he's a run-home person. But I want to go through the reason why Teddy's on a on the letdown list for me. Teddy was the best player in the game last year, averaging over 100. This year, in fullback alone, he's ranked 7th on average. So the fall from grace for Teddy has been huge, from undeniably the best player in the game, the best super coach player in the game. He's gone uh, down to 7th this year. His average is 81.3, which is actually an average that's really good. Um, and you couldn't sneeze at 83, oh, sorry, 81.3 in the fullback. Teddy started at 843,000. He's down to 676. And Teddy has four 100s. So he's on par with the great, great ones. Um, but what's, what's crept into Teddy's game that gets him on the letdown list for me? Teddy has a 17 this year. Teddy has a 40 this year. Teddy has... Two 54s and a 57. It's unheard of to see um, to see st- scores like that from Teddy. And to me, it was who, who, it's Turbo Pap. And you thought it was going to be Teddy, but to me, there's a clear distance. There's a, and you know even Ponga in the limited games that he's played is eclipsed. Um, Teddy, um, Teddy's average in round five was 95.6. That's up near Pap, but he's r- his average from round five down to where we are now at round 15 is 81.3. So Teddy's average has dropped near 15 since the start of the year. He's dropped off a cliff. Um, and it, it's danger signs for owning Teddy, in my in my view. Um, a lot of those are, are due to the low scores. Um, and you'll still... As you can see with the 400s from time to time, you'll get an amazing Teddy, which is why we keep our faith in him. Um, but the average has gone off a cliff. Um, and, you know, he's he's been a letdown this year from what we thought. You, no one can deny that. So I put him on my list. Bit controversial, but he's on my list. All right, well, I mean, that's it. That's fullback. There's my stars and there's my letdowns. Um... Oh, hang on. We got an alarm there. I think I've got some honorable mentions just in general to add on to the end. Um, these are players that didn't get a mention in my list in honorable mentions or whatever, but I wanted to put uh, put their names uh, down. Um, Latrell Mitchell's sitting 15th overall in scoring. He's averaging 77 for the year, and his lowest score of the year is 50 points. That's an honorable mention. More consistency from Latrell, who's often been a bit of a fleety type player, but he's having a, a pretty bloody good year. Um, the young Sam Walker, starting at a cheapy price, 173k. His high was a 599k. He's now at 496k. He's made a bulk amount of money. His average for the year is 75.3, and he's 19th overall. Um, Gagai is having a great year at 69.6 in average. Um, in, in overall, he's, he's sitting at 26th overall in averages for players, and he's sitting 6th in, in center wing for averages. Um, he's having an absolute bloody great year to Gags. Um, and the last name I put in there is Schuster. He started at 203k. He's got up to 476. We know he's been a little bit injured, but 
He has a low of 43 for the year. He's, he doesn't get a low, you know, low, low score. Um, and he's averaged for the year 64.4. So for somebody who started so cheap, averaging 64 um, and never really getting a low score, I had to just mention him because he's been um, one of the highlights of my year buy-wise. Um, and that's it. I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed the show or, or enjoyed it even a little bit. It'll do me. Um, you know, I just wanted to do my little game show of the year. Um, and, you know, thanks for listening. And I'll, and good go New, New, New South Wales in State of Origin, you dead set legends. Love you and bye!